You're listening to a pod of Mass and Methods. Well, I read like the first chapter of a book called A Short History of Fantasy, and it was started talking about like fairy stories. And it was like stories like the legend of Tamlin. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I told you. Remember last week? I do. You did tell me. But then I read it in a book. So it sunk in. Oh, so the books are more important than me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you hadn't guessed, we're here to talk about A Court of Thorns and Roses. What's the name of this fairy book? This fairy fairy fantasy book that you're reading? Oh, it's called A Short History of Fantasy. Oh, you already said that. Yeah, that's it's literally that's what the title is. I'm gonna surprise our <laughs> listeners with a cold open this time. That was I know. like perfect. I'm I was on I read it and point. I was like, I'm gonna prepare and just say it when she tells me to start talking to fix the volume. Perfect. Levels. I love that. Um. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I am Allie. I am into fantasy romance novels. I will read anything, good, bad, or ugly. Akatar is my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, but I also like Throne of Glass and Crescent City, but also other things other than Sarah J. Maas. And you? I'm Marjorie. I am a librarian, a writer, and I'm a huge reader, but I have never touched any Sarah J. Maas books until this podcast. So I'm coming in blind. I didn't even have not even read the back of the book until perfect till this. And welcome to our Podmas. It doesn't get less dorky. No. That's okay. All right. So we're going to start with a five-sentence summary. I also want to say something to you. I promise after this week, things start happening in the book. (laughs) (laughs) Marjorie is going to kill me because, again, it's just like exhibition, 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 Farrah talking in her brain. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So really, really, things do start happening very, very soon. Do you mean exhibition? You said exhibition. Do you mean exposition? Yeah, I guess that's what I meant. <laughs> okay. Is an exhibition like what you do at the state fair? Yeah, like an, an exhibition, exposition you is- know, <laughs> like a like an art exhibition or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, you're the methods. We forgot to say the name of this podcast. A yeah. court of... Nope. A, me- a, a pod of, of mass and methods. She is the mass because she is the mass fan and I am the methods. Methods. You're keeping me straight over here. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Are you ready for a five-sentence summary? I have to start this mm-hmm, week. Feyre mm-hmm. attempts to weasel her way into Lucian's heart. And then she is rejected and they run into a fairy monster in the forest. They get home, and Tamlin is just anger, jealous Tamlin, mm. rage king for Ooh. a while. And then Thera helps him out when he comes home injured after killing that fairy monster in the forest. Thera and Tamlin might be getting along, but her dad's here. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that.
that. Who knows? That was a I little. Think out of order. I think we put them out of order. That here and then the monster. Fixes? Yeah, I think we no. The monster some... was the right order. No, yeah. the monster, but then the dad, and then the, the and injury, then the fixing of the hand, then the fixing. Yeah, it all. Okay, happened. there's it all so much happening, but point. that does all happen. That's yeah. the five sentence summary. You're very welcome. Now the you're chapters all nine through twelve. Of nine through clear. twelve. Yeah, you're all caught up. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone, let's begin with chapter nine. This is my chapter. Mm-hmm. I my title chapter is Charming is not her middle name. Ooh, I have just a jolly holiday with Feyre. <laughs> <laughs> because they're going horse riding together, her and Louche. I love. Yes. Okay, so here's where we left off. Feyre is like at the end of chapter eight, like tomorrow I'm talking to Lucian. That is my game plan. Yes. So she goes in and she's like oh tamlin is like hey are you free to be about and around because she's like walking down the halls Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning and it talks about his baldric that he's wearing they use the word baldric all the time the first time i read this book i had to look it up i kind of got the context but i had no idea it was that sash thing i just was rolling i was just rolling with it pretending i knew what it was i i yeah i i'm assuming most people know it's like that thing across your chest but i didn't know what it was the first time i read these books yes like exactly (laughs) like chewbacca wears and that's all he wears draw him only in this that's a real Rose Dawson that Chewbacca's mm-hmm. pulling. Him and Han. <laughs> you think they've mm-hmm. ever done that? Han draws Chewbacca. Draw me like one of his French bald. girls. <laughs> draw me like one of your French girls. Wait, what's a good um, draw me like one of your Tantooine girls? Is that yes. what he says? Perfect. Okay. Anyway, she's like, no, I want to spend time alone. But then immediately goes, oh, and he also like, Oh, wait, we'll go back with details, right? I'm just summarizing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So then she goes to the stables to meet up with Lucian and is like, let's go hunting. And he's like, sure. And they start going through the woods. They're talking, they're talking, coded conversation. And then everybody's terrified. And that's kind of where the chapter ends. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk it out. Let's talk it out. Um... I hate writing like this where I know something that somebody in the book doesn't. It's called dramatic irony it makes me anxious isn't it ironic don't you think mm-hmm. um it's like hunting with lucian instead of tam then i was gonna be like it's like <laughs> knowing something that a character in the book doesn't know exactly actually the definition of okay ironic. dramatic irony <laughs> i it makes me really upset like i the whole time i'm like when is tamlin gonna find out when is tamlin gonna find out so i guess it's written well enough to freak me out Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, when she rejects him in the hallway, we do have a clenched fist claws out moment. Oh yeah. Um, so we see that happen, and then they mentioned that Lucian's horse is black. Oh, I wrote the notes. I wrote the note because I saw when Favor's horse was white. I flipped back a few pages, and I was like, "What's his horse?" You brought that up earlier. In yeah. Our previous pod. I never noticed it until this read through because now I'm like paying attention to things like that. I did not realize. Mm-hmm. his was black but also these stable boys got the worst of the curse a horse mask yeah that's like a meme yeah they've been wearing a horse mask that's mm-hmm. horrible do you think it full mouth cover or do you think it stops at the nose like one of those halloween dollar store masks it's I got have to no they it's have to be to. able to talk and kiss and like be human but who knows okay 
she says for the first time, I think, the smile doesn't meet his eyes. That's a common phrase of hers for they were faking mm, happiness. She says right. that a lot. In They're the not books. smizing. Yeah. They didn't learn mm-hmm. on ANTM how to smile. Well, I feel like one of my predictions was partially right where she goes to Lucian Lucian for help and he's like, are you kidding me? But this time he was like, he was the one who, he just was like, hey, you're going to ask me to help with him and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I think like, I think it's interesting because he is kind of being nice to her. And then he's like, you've got balls for asking Mm -hmm. me, but like... and I then he says, I'm surprised you think I have that much sway with Tamlin. I'm sorry. You eat dinner with him alone every night, Lucian. Like, yeah. obviously, well, you have sway. All of Tamlin's friends left. Everyone in the court left. He's the only one left. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was, I think it was interesting. I actually really like the dynamic that is building up between Feyre and Lucian. I love it. I think and they're it fun. They're fun. Um, so he's another one for actually saying things directly. Yes, for that. He's like Alice. He's like Alice. I love it. There's no, I mean, there is no vomit or paint in this whole chapter. There are only two Ananans. Good. But one of them is grammatically excusable, I will say. I think um, we also, we also get a little bit about Lucian's eye. We find out he's like, I, cu- I couldn't stop running my mouth. Because she, like, is mouthing off. Like, so he's kind of being quippy. And she's like, oh, my God, did Tamlin punish you? So she assumes that Tamlin is a villain. Right. She really does. And, and he's like, no, we he replaced it. We also get some, like, allusions to, like, some she. Some yes. air quote she who is culpable in all of this mess. Yes. I love the air quote she. Yeah. I love the bi- the big, scary, evil mistress-type characters. They're so villainous. They're so fun. It's so Disney, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I really like yeah. that. I just don't know what kind of she she is yet. I don't know. Is she the ex? Is she the evil evil stepmother? Is she the evil queen? Is she the witch? Like, I mean... Like the sorceress? What kind of arch- archetype is she? Right. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I will say, this book is following One Direction for a really long time mm-hmm. not harry styles but like one direction mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you hit a point where you find out about the she and then it just goes mm-hmm. and like explodes into what you wouldn't expect which i find fun mm-hmm. but i mean at the end of this chapter i think this is the reason the fairy that starts at the end of this chapter is the reason that Farah did not hesitate to shoot andrus it's this type of monster. It's this type of legend, this kind of bump in the night type of deal. Right. Yeah. That's terrifying. And if those types of fairies were getting over the, through the wall and killing people. Right. Yeah. Like arm yourself with an ash arrow and shoot them. Like they all seem so appalled that she hates fairies. But then all the time there's these crazy ass fairies. And they're like, don't run out. It's dangerous <laughs> out there with all those fairies. They will trick your brain. They will trick you. They will kill you. They will eat you slowly and painfully. But also, why do you hate us? Why do you hate us so much? Yeah. Crazy. I guess it's like the difference between being like, okay, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can have like a tabby cat in your house, but like a panther, probably a bad idea. Like they're both feline, Mm -hmm. but they're separate. Yeah. I don't know. Did you? Okay. There were no new character intros. No. I will say that Lucian at one point says... 
We're not the type that clean everything in sight or lure you to a watery grave, which oh, yeah. obviously he's talking about two type different types of fairies, like the Keebler elf type fairy. Right, right. And, and you got your the uh, siren water mm-hmm. wraith type fairy. But I did look it up and the only one I could find that's a fairy and not an elf was the kobold from Germany. And it was a sprite. Um, they're all fairy. It's all fairy under that larger classification. Yes. If you get down to it, it, it comes so from the same So elves are lore. fairies? I mean, it depends on Pointy the myth- ears, it, it depends on the mythology, okay. but fairy elves kind of, they're Keebler elves, and we kind right. of figure out elves are kind of fairies. So, it, you know, you wouldn't call like Tolkien elves fairies, but they come from the core. One of the words I learned from the short history of fantasy is taproot, uh-huh. um, when you're referring to something that's maybe not the direct in for in- inspiration but like the water that something is drawn from oh interesting so i would say fairy stories are the taproot of the kind of elves stories the elves the tolkien-esque elves that are very popular in um, fantasy i almost wonder if that's the difference between like high fae like they seem elfish they have pointy ears right it's like the high fae and the and, and then, then like the sprites. little like creatures mm-hmm. creature creature creatures okay i really like that um and then uh lucian mentions by name the cereal uh which he says i'm i'm not like the cereal where i'll answer any questions and mm-hmm. just for reference that is coming up very soon like the next chapter we get more on the surreal i thought it was going to be in this pack of 12 which is what i was or this pack of four chapters and then it wasn't just the bog um but we don't know the bog by the end of this chapter Mm -hmm. no we don't no but no we just got a creepy chilling feeling don't look don't look okay wait do you have a quote yes i do give me one i liked this one um Andras had a place here and friends here. He hadn't been just some nameless, faceless fairy. No doubt he was more missed than I was. Mm. That hit. That does. It, it reminds you that the, the guy she killed was like a real person. And it also just kind of also illustrates how she doesn't have the same people who care about her to the same intensity as the people here care about him right so she doesn't even understand that bond Mm -hmm. so i really liked when pharaoh was talking about her relationship with tamlin and how she would look back on it in the future and maybe like be like oh that was interesting and she said maybe one day if i was ever released and there was an ocean and years between us Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a great way to talk about an ex (laughs) like maybe one day i'll appreciate that person if there's an Mm -hmm. ocean and years Mm -hmm. between us Mm -hmm. i thought that was really cool okay i think we did it that chapter is just really us starting the lucian bond i mean i do feel like this was like a nice little pack of story like chapters together but also Again, nothing happens. Nothing is happening. Right, but it will <laughs> happen. We're only on chapter 12 by the end. Okay, right. chapter 10. Ch- chapter 10. Title time. Um, the title I gave to it is Nightmare Fuel. Mm, I put Unidentified Flying Fairies. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay, so chapter UFFs, 10. UFFs, one might say. Chapter 10, we are met with the bog. That we find out what it is called, and it is a type of. I typed it as a cool monster. I really liked the the, the uh, traits of this little evil fairy. Oh yeah, like, trying to make you look at it by kind of 
enticing you. I'll eat your bones and drink your marrow. Right. Like, creeping you out. Like, saying all these things that will make you look, make you run, make you scream, make you give in. Um, And you just have to, like, remain stoic. I love that kind of, like, that's a kind of creepy fear. Very creepy. Um, So, you know, it just kind of passes by them and they resist it. They, um... Kind of get some bonding in surviving a monster, Lucian and Feyre. They go back to the house, and uh, Hamlin's like, "What are you guys doing together?" But also, there's a bug out there, so you better get your security up, dude. Um, then we get Feyre at night, looking out her window, and surprise, surprise, she see someone coming approaching the like gates and it is her dad <gasps> cliffhanger her dad dad i wrote on my notes question mark exclamation point yeah on i mean so dad dad <laughs> dad um i I love this bog because i think there are so many elements of so many scary things mm-hmm. there is the like don't blink angels from Doctor yes, Who. Yes, I was thinking about them. Don't blink. There is the cold, icky feeling of the Dementors. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. there's the, like, don't look at it. Don't move. Don't, like, it was so many elements of a scary monster. It was a very scary. Like the T-Rex. Don't move. Right. Don't, It can't you know. see you if you don't move. Right, right. You know, yeah. exactly. I'm Dr. Alan Grant. Did, have you ever met me? Welcome to the show, Alan. You're Ellie. <laughs> oh, Dr. Allie Grant. No, Ellie. You're Ellie. Ellie, right. What's yeah, her name? she's better. I don't know her last name. Dr. Ellie. I'm really embarrassed about myself right now. Editing Allie here. Her name is Dr. Ellie Sattler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should be. I'm just going to say. <laughs> it's embarrassing that I know the man's name and not hers because she's way cooler. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that story. And I also loved the fact that she was doing the Peter Pan thing. Think of the magical. Oh yeah, she was like, "Think happy little." I I was very struck because I read that passage where she's thinking of good thoughts, and none of them are for of our. I can't speak. I was reading that passage (laughs) where she was thinking good thoughts, and none of them um, were of her family. No, and I think that's really telling. I think it's a really good detail because she doesn't point it out. Like, mm-hmm. the author doesn't point it out. Feyre doesn't point it out. It's just there, and it kind of reinforces they're not her happy place. They're her responsibility, her obligation. But they don't make her happy. But they're not there for her. Yeah. For her. She does say, a starry night sky, peaceful and endless. Mm. I thought that was very interesting. Like, her wanting to just ride into the distance mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. and explore you know, more than this provincial life. But I liked that when, after it passes, she's almost crying. Mm-hmm. She's like mm-hmm. cradling herself. So to correct you, it says a night sky, peaceful and glittering and endless. So oh, that is three. the in and and situation peaceful in this chapter. and glittering Just and one. endless. A glittering sky. A twinkly. An in and and. But Tamlin is real angry mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of jealous. He is. I don't know. I feel like this builds on stuff from later in later chapters in this section. But he, yeah, I don't know. He like he's I think he's more angry about the bog than anything. Oh yeah. He's definitely he's definitely worried about that. I think he's like, Oh, okay. What happened? 
yeah i think he together. he feels like he's failing at like security maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and when he said i heard when they came back like he already knew they went out together yeah and like you know he's been stewing at it <laughs> and he's like does she like him like what's going on yeah very upsetting all right i feel like i can trust lucian more now i know i said in previous episodes that you know you can't trust a person whose name is that close to lucifer but i feel like he had his chance to kill Farah. When they're out on their own and it's just like i wish you weren't here but i'm obliged to keep you here and now we're just gonna snipe at each other and be fun yeah and i think like and obviously you're gonna learn so much more about lucian but i think like he um has reasons to like want to protect her even if he doesn't like her mm. like so for him like protection is very important i mean he's like the captain you know of yeah, whatever he yeah. is he's like the guard or right whatever um but, I mean, when Lucian's talking about the ball, Tamlin bends his fork and it says he explodes with anger. Mm. I, I mean, first of all, I was thinking about the Matrix with that spoon bending. Mm-hmm. That's, of course, the first thing I thought. Mm-hmm. But the exploding with anger is pretty, pretty crazy. He's mm-hmm. mad. Super mad. Yeah. That's part of the blight, Allie. Part of the blight. I don't know. I don't know. But I, th- this is the first time we find out how much stronger Tamlin is than Lucian. We do. We do. In the last two chapters, we get some backstory that he's a shapeshifter. That's not a common thing. He's kind of... He can unique. take on the bog, but Lucian can't, so yeah. he didn't. Also, Lucian had Feyre there, so he's, like, double protective. Yeah. But this is, I mean, Stockholm Syndrome 101. Feyre is waiting by the window for him to come back. She's worried about him. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. So you're I allowed think, to say no. Your first impression is you I mean, didn't get it didn't worried. it didn't stuck stick out to me. I guess mm. if I observed it, I think maybe I kind of took it maybe more as a like that was like a real ass monster out there. And so she's like watching like is that like there's sort of that like you know that looky loo of anyone at a disaster like are they going to make it? Like what's happening? Like okay. You know. She's rubbernecking. Yeah. Okay. So it's not concern for Tamlin. It's what the hell's going on. Because also, like, he's the one who's like, you can live here forever. Everybody else is just obliging him. So, like, what if something happens Mm -hmm. to Tamlin? Mm -hmm. Then what? Okay. Did you have a... Did you feel like we did that? Good. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a quote. Good. It's a great quote. Do it up. It's the first quote. First quote. It's the first line of the chapter. And it's, my blood froze as a creeping, leeching cold lurched by. I wrote the exact same Oh, my God. So this sentence just has so much really good wordplay. And I forgot to look up the term for it, but I believe it is ansonance. Because they're not rhymes. Mm -hmm. But creeping and leeching has that same E sound in the middle. So you have that. And then, of course, it goes C word, creeping, L word, leeching. C word cold, L word lurched, and then of course leech and lurch kind of sound similar because they have the ch sound, and it's just like a great kind of poetic use of words without sounding like. Sometimes people do stuff and it sounds like Dr. Seuss. Sure, this sounds like a serious sentence, and all those words make sense, but it's just like you feel it. It's a creeping, leeching, cold, lurched by. Yeah, editing alley here. What Marjorie is describing is assonance and consonance. Assonance is the repetition of vowel sounds, and consonance is the repetition of consonant sounds. I know. I wrote down the exact same quote because you open the chapter and you're scared already. Mm -hmm. You're like, what's happening? And then it's like, 
bam, that one perfect sentence. I find it very interesting that we picked the same like sparklet, like the same mm-hmm. sentence pulled both of us, which means that is a really good cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. That like one to the other chapter. Was... Yeah, there was actually a lot of good cliffhangers amongst these four. Yeah, it was done very eloquently. Okay. Good job, Sarah. Go, go for it. In case you needed some, you know, <laughs> affirmation from us. An Allie and Marjorie bestseller. <laughs> Could you imagine? Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe one day. Chapter 11. Chapter Here 11. we go. I called this Lucian Feyre friendship montage. I like that. <laughs> so have you ever watched it, Arrested Development? Yeah. Okay. Watched it? Did I watch it? it? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. Have you ever watched Arrested Development? Yes. All right. So, you know, the brother, Job, who's like, it's an illusion, yes. Michael. Yes. So I titled this chapter, An Illusion, Michael. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I should say, An Illusion, Farah. I'll, I'll do a little edit. It's good. It's an illusion, Farah. That's right the it. chapter. I wish title. people could understand how different we are. <laughs> Marjorie has a little notepad and an actual book and, and like is going back and forth, like flipping through and writing notes on her little, um, what's it called from Blue's Clues? What's that notebook? <laughs> My notebook. I think it's just a notebook. That's what Marjorie's doing. Editing Alley here. It's the handy dandy notebook. I have like a Google Doc on a touchscreen computer and I listen to the books completely audio. Do you know what's funny? I sometimes have to look up the spelling of characters' names mm. because I legit have only heard them. I assume how many of them are spelled and I see some of it on social media. Right. But some of it I have to look yeah. up. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. We pick up. Farah is like, there's no effing way that's my dad. That's so amazing. I'm going to climb down the lattice work and go say what's up. Um, and then Tamlin obviously stops her and is like, you've been fooled. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they start having these like truths happen. Um, Feyre starts getting more curious and being more open. Instead of saying things in her head, she's starting to say things out loud. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then she starts to go on these short, intermittent hunting trips with Lucian, where she isn't shooting any animals, but she's going on the trips to fill her days Mm -hmm. whilst Tamlin is gone hunting this bog. Yeah. And that is the chapter but it's a chapter so we open on her dad did you think it was her dad i thought it might be i thought with the beauty and the beast (laughs) i thought it might be and i'm like okay because i felt like i was supposed to think something about like tamlin's um promise about like taking care of them and like what if something is like you know like He's literally taking care of them, but there's, like, bad things happening, too. Like, kind of like those, like, monkey paw type, like, curses. Like, you get your wish, but not how you thought you wanted. Or mm-hmm, there's, like, mm-hmm. people in the town hate them because they have fairy money and he's coming. Or maybe, I don't know. I just thought it could be him, but it wouldn't just be, like, I'm here to take you home, Feyre. It would be, like, we need your help again. Can you help? Like, I, I, I kind of did think it might, might have been him, but he was bringing a complication. Hmm. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was 
definitely the first time I read it, I thought it was him. This time going through, I saw a couple more signs. Like he was walking very quickly and smoothly. She makes sure to note that. And we know that his leg is busted up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, don't be suspicious. Don't Don't be suspicious. suspicious. Exactly. So that's what I was thinking about that. Um... Okay, at the end, I'm going to control find for paint because I can't remember whether or not there was paint in the last chapter, and I definitely wrote it if there was. Um, Okay, so she gets out there, and Tamlin, like, grabs her arm Mm -hmm. and is like, are you crazy? I told you not to believe anything you see. How is she supposed to know that somebody who looks like her dad is not her dad? Right. That's an insane thing to say to someone. how? Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's another another cool little monster. It's like a reverse bogger. A puka. A puka. Yeah. Um, and that is actual lore, and they will eat you. And I did look them up. In Celtic lore, they usually change into domestic animals or a human, but in Irish lore, they turn into it's like a scary like goat skull face and it turns into like a voluptuous woman so it is about luring people in to eat them mm-hmm. but i was like this don't is- trust strangers <laughs> but it's not a stranger it's your dad right i that was crazy to me that they were like you're such an idiot <laughs> well you know tamlin is not a good communicator sure is not a good communicator sure. this is what happens when people do not communicate disasters happen they don't know what monsters to look out for yes i mean they have warped her like you know, there's a, wits about there's a lot of shit between here and getting home. There's a, yeah. a, a whatever it's called, a bog out there. The bog, the wall, the puka. There's other fairies that would kill you. Water fairies, like, apparently. I mean, at, a, at a certain point, it's like, come on, come on. Maybe ask somebody, like, is that my dad? No, I mean, you're trying to escape. So. Okay, sure, sure, sure. But maybe Alice would have helped Like, her. I mean, imagine, like, imagine she's hasn't had any faith in her family helping her and her dad shows up and it's pulling on that little bit Mm. of like oh my god yeah he He actually actually came he actually came he's actually here you're right someone actually cares it's like pulling on that little bit that you want to believe yeah and i i think like when tamlin stops her and she's like you don't understand i promised my mom this mom promise thing Goes on forever. It's getting out of hand. It is out of hand. Especially since at this, like, fairies can't lie. Mm -hmm. And he told her he took care of it. And he again tells her that. And she says in her brain, again, that she, to her family, is as insignificant as the chipped paint. And here's what I'm going to say. Feyre, have pride in your work, girl. Like, if you Mm -hmm. love painting... Stop calling it insignificant. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I will pick on her for all the time she talks mm-hmm. about painting. But also, I have a husband who skateboards but doesn't get, have a lot of time to skateboard. And we'll drive past a, like, set of stairs with a rail, and he'll be like, that's a great place to skateboard. <laughs> and it's like, I never would have thought that. So if you're a painter and you see something and you're like, that would be a great thing to paint. Mm-hmm. You know, I never look at a street and go, that would be a great place to run. I don't do that in my head. But, like... I know some people's hobbies are more visual. <laughs> mm-hmm, so I don't mm-hmm. want people to think I'm picking on Feyre. I just think it's funny how much her brain thinks about painting. Right. I got to say something, though, about a couple chapters ago. Yeah. That I thought when she's first going through the woods with Lucian, um, Lucian she mm-hmm. never actually mentions painting, but she is cataloging all the details of the, the colors and the nature and how it the light and all that stuff. So I was like, see, that's how you integrate a painter's mind into the text. 
not always like I could paint that it's oh that's a very like oh that shade of blah 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 and you know? I think Feyre does do that throughout oh, like yeah. it starts to build that like she sees things as a painting mm-hmm. like it flashes in her mind and I would love I would love mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. fan art person to go through and paint all the things she says she wants to paint mm-hmm. dear god please an artist okay I mean the thing with Tamlin like saving her and made me think okay beating the beast it's like when he saves her from the wolves, wolves of course and of course then when she patches over his hand next chapter it's also like the wolves Mm-hmm. kind of i think i mean i get like you're probably trying to differentiate yourself from the one the piece of media that most people know beauty and the beast but it kind of would be more dramatically satisfying if they were more directly attached <laughs> those saving the saving and then you but it works it works yes it's it does more dramatic the other way this this happens right the saving and the the this interconnection and then in coming chapters, it's going to happen more directly. Okay. So, like, there is, there's going to be a lot of attacks at Feyre's mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. just because she's in a dangerous location and she's the most vulnerable. Yeah. She's a squirrel on the road, on the highway, <laughs> is what she <laughs> and is. And all the Fey are just big semi trucks. Yes. Barreling down the blacktop. They are. They are. Um, yeah, I don't know. She, I like that she starts hunting with Lucian. I like that she's not shooting anything. I like that she mm-hmm. calls him a prick. I like that. Um, you know, I don't know. I just, I really, I think their their relationship that's evolving is very fun. I, I, I like. Like I said, I really like their dynamic. It's fun. And I like what Lucian says about Tamlin. He says he gets into moods where he prefers to be alone. He would shred them for not obeying his orders. You don't hold on to power by being everyone's friend. You're learning all of these things mm-hmm. about Tamlin through supposedly his best friend. Right. Or like closest employee at the very least. Right. I mean, we're also learning more about like the plight and like. Oh, also the wards are weakened, so that's why all these monsters are here. Everyone left, so that's why there's like no one here but like Lucian and the servants, and right? Andres, before you killed, killed him. him, and we have to take his shift, you bitch. Now I got to work double shifts, right? <laughs> so the one thing you didn't mention at the end of this chapter was the nightmare. Yeah, um, it ha- that's what my quote. Yeah, but I didn't say it. Yeah, she go. She's having a vivid nightmare about killing andrus in human form and i feel like form, it sorry. was no humans here humanoid form humanoid uh-huh, form. I, got there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I would say i definitely saw that build up but it seems it doesn't come out of nowhere there's definitely more sympathy and understanding of andreas as a person and his friends and his place here over these couple of chapters sure um, sure so i think it shows a i love it a growth I love it. I lo- I love mm-hmm. the idea of her thrashing on the bed and being terrified, which is again something we'll see in the future from Feyre. She has vivid nightmares. She does get terrified. She does feel guilty. Uh, I love it. And it might even be an indicator, not just of her like I'm recognizing him as a person, but also her sense of safety. Because it's like one of those things with like trauma. It's like when you're still scared. You're kind of in survival mode. It's really only after you're in a safe place that sometimes you start to have like the flashbacks and the this and the that because you're out of survival mode and now you're in like recovery mode. That is so 
Interesting. So you're saying because she is now feeling comfortable with Lucian and she knows that Tamlin is out there hunting this bog and she's not setting up her snares in her doorway and Alice and the servants are bathing her. She's like, I feel good enough to have a nightmare. Yeah, basically. Okay. You're out of survival, fight or flight mode. You're into a different. I really like that. And I think she has now fully accepted that Tamlin is paying for her family. She has definitely accepted that. I think she has. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just, the mom promise thing is going to come up forever. And I just like deathbed promises. That's insane. You were a child. I mean, Thomas Jefferson's wife was like, don't ever get married again. And he was like, okay. And then didn't. Like, that's a crazy deathbed promise to make. Like, mm-hmm. you do not have to do that. Everybody don't make deathbed promises. Yeah, too much emotional Unless it's like, I'm going to haunt you for the rest of your life. No. Only the dying person should make a promise. Yeah, but usually there's a contingency. I will haunt (laughs) you for the rest of your life if if you get married again, right? No, 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 no. I'm going to haunt you for the rest of my life just for funsies. Exactly. Okay. All the ghosts. We need more. Mm. They're like all from the 1700s. We need some 2000s ghosts. (laughs) I don't. And saying t-shirts only. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a quote? I do. I I liked this this line. Um, it's very different than last chapter. Despite being an occasional bastard, Lucian didn't seem to mind my company. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> that defines their dynamic. entire dynamic and relationship. <laughs> so my, unlike last chapter, where the sentence from the beginning of the chapter broke me, this is a sentence from the end of mm-hmm. the chapter i threw myself awake mm. i love that idea because i've done that before where like right. i'm in a nightmare and i've never been able to describe that feeling before and i think those mm-hmm. four words describe what it feels like to force yeah. yourself to wake yeah. up amazing it is and now the final chapter of the evening chapter 12 chapter 12 My title for chapter 12 is MapQuest. <laughs> Good. Mine is I Can Fix That. <laughs> Holes reference. All right. Tell so, me how it goes down. Give me the deets. It is nighttime. She cannot get over her nightmare. She is walking around and she talks a lot about paintings in this chapter. And the painting she wish she had time to admire, but it's too embarrassed for people to see her admiring. Um, but she is like, walking around and like making a little little map of the house like i need to know how to escape this place in case there's like a, i don't know like a fire or an emergency i added fire it's just a normal type of escape could be a when fire. you're a captor but you know like you know, you know if you're <laughs> working in some professional place they should have an emergency uh escape route, escape route sure. uh, posted for you and if not um you should sue them um <laughs> workers rights uh, yeah, no triangle shirt do. factory here. Yeah, look I mean, it up. Look um, it up. So she's making a little map. We find out she is illiterate, and so all she can draw is like. And I was like, that doesn't really stop you from drawing, now does it, girl? Um, but she's like putting on some X's, and this is a window, this is a that, and uh, Tamlin comes in, and he's all injured from killing the bog, particularly his hand slash claw. He is messed up. up. He is effed up. He is bloody. There is so much blood on that black and white checkered floor. (laughs) I can't get over that it's black and white checkered. She takes him to the infirmary and she does all the like 
you know. I can fix that. Yeah. Like where she's cleaning the wounds and bandaging him up. And I'm be honest, I kind of skimmed that part. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I get the point. I get it. Beauty of the Beast. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So then she finds him the next morning and they have like a convert. Oh, no. She overhears a conversation. Eavesdropper. Eaves- I mean, she's like an. Well, I wouldn't say she's an expert eavesdropper. She listens a lot, but she does not let it sink into her skull and try to piece <laughs> things together. She just like happens. She's to, 19. She happens <laughs> to overhear. She doesn't even sneak and try to overhear. Like, girl, up your game. Um, but, you know, Lucian's all like, Tamlin, you're not even like trying anymore. And I'm like, this is a suspicious conversation to overhear. And you need to keep trying. And like, blah, 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 blah. Um, so... And then stuff happens. And then they talk. And yeah. Feyre and Tamlin talk and about things. You Thank you for what wrapping up my hand and blah, 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 blah. And then she kind of admits, I like this one, she admits she doesn't like hunting. She's never caught anything. She doesn't actually like it. And she I says, love it. I hate hunting I hate is hunting. her quote. And it's great. And then she kind of, I think, kind of a, a conversely confides what she'd rather be doing and she doesn't say it directly but then he leads her to somewhere and they open the door and then cliffhanger another cliffhanger another cliffhanger they did a whole bunch of it i Uh i find this chapter interesting and i think this is where we have finally hit the edge of the book where we are going to stop explaining the story and Mm -hmm. it's tip into a story happening yes this is like this is it we mm-hmm. have hit we have hit the mark. Right. Um, Put your pages in. We finally made it. <laughs> we did finally, finally make mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I love I also wrote down that I hate hunting because I think mm-hmm. hunting is a hobby to people who have food. To her, it's not a hobby. It was a necessity. Oh, right. It's not like I'm a rich person yeah. who goes hunting. I go fox hunting. I do whatever. Right. She's like, she was hunting to survive, and she was freezing, and her fingers hurt, and she was carrying heavy things back in the winter cold so she could survive. Yeah. And I, don't, I, I also am obsessed with the fact that she's illiterate. I think many authors were big readers. So they always think so their character's a big reader. It's always a well-read character, and I think Feyre being illiterate is so true and accurate and she was a child when her mom died and she didn't have time to get to learn to read and like all these really interesting things that make her a flawed character yeah it is interesting actually at one point on i think my twitter account was like i dare writers to write characters who aren't obsessed with reading yeah obsessed with book i dare you to do it like it frustrates me i mean like i get it's like write what you know but like gotta know something else sometimes sarah paints man she paints instead of reading and i love it she did with symbols what she couldn't do with letters like Mm -hmm. it all Mm -hmm. comes together at this point yeah um i i like that um i think the quote i might say it early because i love it uh it says a breeze announced his arrival like he storms into the entry hall Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think there's blood dripping He's like, it seems like he has pants on and the baldric, but no shirt. And he's half beast, half fae. Like, this is very, a very sensual description mm-hmm. of how Tamlin looks mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the hallway. I And I really like it. And I like the wrapping of the hands. Like, I, I at first was like, this seems weird. Why is he so impressed? 
that Feyre can wrap his hand, and then it brought back the, oh, he can typically heal himself, but the mm. bog had poison. Right, right. So this might not be something he even knows how to do for himself. Yeah. And he seems sort of too stubborn and proud to ask for help. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> is, he a, <laughs> is he a man fae? Mm-hmm. Is he a male fae? Um, yeah, I like the idea that this beastie boy is injured <laughs> and coming in in the middle of the night after just killing the big bad or the at least the end of the uh, level. It's definitely not a big bad. No, just the, level, <laughs> just the end of the level two. Just the monster per week right now. Uh, right, monster per week. But I, just, I think it's very, in, I like their awkwardness the next day i like him addressing the fact that she's illiterate and her being embarrassed about it i think mm-hmm. this whole exchange is very some cute progress it's definitely some more genuine like talking to each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she talks about his powerful muscles shifting in his back i'm like yeah if you're a straight female mm-hmm. hot muscles are hot muscles like that's all there is like mm-hmm. it's great I love a good muscle. She loves a good muscle. Corded forearms, muscle shifting in the back. That's what she's saying. I'm just like, okay, girl. Okay. This guy's got forearms. Now I know. <laughs> I do. I do like though. It's not over obsessed with his looks. This because I have a I have a nitpick in some stories mm. where the characters aren't supposed to like each other, but then the person's like, but they're just so damn good looking that I'm over it. Like it's like no. I hate that when they're just obsessed with, overly obsessed with the looks of the person in the narration that they hate. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can acknowledge it, but it usually has to be like, I think Farrah's a lot more resentful in that way. And she's like, oh, look at that person with their blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, when you see a hot person that you hate, you're like, fuck them for being hot. Mm-hmm. Like, look at how pretentious. They think they're so, like, you, you, you filter it through a, like, hate lens. That's what so. I think about all the Republican senators that are hot. Like what? Like the two? Yeah, the two that aren't a thousand. Yeah, yeah, dusty. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. I also hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like though that even after this growth between Lucian and Farah, she says, "Lucian, you want to go hunting?" And he's like, "I can't today. This is post eavesdropping. I can't today." Tam will take you. Oh yeah, he's trying. He's trying, and I also love. A nickname. I think that shows familiarity. When mm-hmm. he starts calling him Tam, Tam this, Tam that, I'm like, okay, they are more than coworkers. Right. They are best friends. So, can we talk about this conversation that yes. she overhears? Yes. Okay. So, um, talking about Tamlin not trying. So, this just pushes me as the reader towards the more straightforward Beauty and the Beast interpretation where it's like, does he have to like, oh, and like Tamlin being like, I don't want to do that to her considering what our ancestors did and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like you have to get her to fall in love with him or have sex with it. Like something. Is there a rose losing petals somewhere? Yeah, that'd be a little too on the nose, but. <laughs> is there a, a candelabra oh, and all, and that's going to me? All he has is time because he's immortal. It's like, yeah. it says that one point. So I'm like, okay, this is all evidence that's pointing me in that. Beauty and the Beast direction. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast direction. You know, I didn't know the how much one direction? versus how much it would be subverted, but like that is pointing. Obviously, there's something bigger going on in this with this blight across Prithian Fairyland, Fairyland, Prithian, the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on the wild ride. Uh, yeah, 
I mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I thought this was a, another good coded conversation. I love the eavesdropping moments. I love that she is slowly overhearing things that are going to create this bigger jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. They're all, there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of pieces thrown on the floor. Yes. Someone tipped the jigsaw puzzle box and it's spilled out on the floor. Yes. We just got to start putting some pieces together. Right. I agree. Find some corners, mm. some edges, work your way in. No new characters this chapter. Nope. Oh, but etymology, we did mention the cauldron again, Marjorie. Mm-hmm. They said mm-hmm. cauldron blessed. Yeah. So I'm not going to give any background on that because the cauldron is a big deal. So okay. I'll just figure it out as I go. You, you figure it out as you go. But I just, you mentioned it last set of chapters. And yes. I wanted to re-mention that they say now, oh, that person is cauldron blessed. Okay. 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 And then I already said my quote, a breeze announced his arrival. My quote, he gave a crooked smile more genuine than all the faked smiles and flattery he had given me before. So his smile did reach his eyes. Mm-hmm. I see. More genuine. <laughs> more... Even though he's trying less because it was more genuine. It's like less than all the other flattery. I think that's even better. I Try mean, less, care more. Yeah. Try less, care more. More genuine. Okay, are you ready for, well, first, are there any, like, literary elements besides the end and end and ends that, like, you thought were interesting? We already talked about my anxiety in the first chapter. There were cliffhangers. We talked a lot about oh, the yeah, cliffhangers. Oh, yeah, did a lot of chapter cliffhangers um, throughout to kind of keep, but they weren't ever, like, she didn't, it doesn't feel overused because they were all at different stakes. Mm-hmm. Like some of them were like, I'm like, I woke up and I couldn't go back to sleep after a nightmare. And other ones were dad. And other <laughs> ones were this one here where it was like, we're at a room. Yeah. So it's interesting. because I feel like the first three or four chapters, it's like very, this is a, this is a scene. This is a scene. This is a scene. And these ones, they flow a little bit more because the chapters are cut up at points that kind of feed you in but it's never it never feels none of them are fake none of them are fake cliffhangers right they're all real they're all real yeah i love it i love it okay so Uh i have two predictions i want you to make tonight okay and don't feel foolish just whatever you what you would do as an author well we are about to have the bell in the library moment okay so you're you're sure it's a library well it's a study she's going to study it's a bell in the library moment i'm not saying it is a library mm-hmm. it's probably someplace where there's painting shit but it's that moment okay in equivalent um and i kind of said the other one where it's like talon 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 swift talon swift talon swift hamlin has to get Feyre to do something to stop the blight, and he has to try. And I, like I said, it's in the romantic thing. Okay. Unless he has to like lure her to be sacrificed on a stone in a basement somewhere for really getting subverted here. That's good. Like, That's I, good. Like you know, I, I'm trying to be like, is it straightforward or is there a twist? Is it like he has to like kill the fairy that killed the man? Yeah. Like, does he have to like mm. gain her trust in in order to make her? do some sort of sacrifice and then he has to change his mind and find another way to solve the problem. I like, I don't know. love it. I don't know, but I, it could just be the straightforward one. Okay. Mm-hmm. My question, if you had to pick who is this woman, who's the, she is she an evil stepmother? Is she an ex? Is she a sorceress? Is she a queen? Is she a high lady? Like who is she? She, I, you know, 
I'm leaning back to Beauty and the Beast, where, you know, the she and that was like an enchantress who was teaching a lesson. Now, I don't know if this person, I don't know if this person is sort of like benevolent as like the enchantress who's like, you're an asshole, so I'm teaching you a lesson. Because it seems like this is much more flying, far flung. So I feel like I'm getting the idea of someone who's been jilted. Okay. Like a jilted. Jilted lover. Maybe a jilted lover or jilted power struggle companion. And now we're different. It's a romance book. So it's probably a jilted lover. Okay. Um, something like that. So I get, I'm pulling from that mythology and adding to this. I get the feeling that it's like someone Tamlin pissed off. Okay. Perfect. Uh-huh. I can't wait for people to address that comment you made and see what they think about it. Well, they can keep it to themselves. <laughs> no spoilies. Okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. I am going to give five hand-drawn maps to Lucian for having a budding friendship with Feyre. All right. I'm going to give five meanders <laughs> through the woods for Feyre and Lucian becoming banter buddies. Oh, perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect mix. Yes. I'm going to give one middle tamling claw to the puka for walking too fast as her dad and making him suspicious. And I'm pouring one out for the bog. <laughs> R.I.P. We hardly knew ye, but you are a cool monster fae. <laughs> we hardly knew ye. Go to the Renfest, Marjorie. I love that. Okay. So next week. Okay. Ready. 13, 14, 15, 16. We're going to read 13 through 16. I'm just going in four chapter hunks. I'm not even looking at where the story is. I am the madness. The moss. The chaos. Madness. She's the madness in moss. I'm going to tell you a little bitty baby secret. I, after chapter 12, was like, well, I'll just read the next chapter. Well, I'll just read the next chapter. I ended ended up listening to the whole book this week. I was like, what All is right. wrong with me? I'm going to need to do the closer <laughs> reading because uh, you're like coming up with these details. I'm like, I guess that did happen because I'm just jotting down my reactions. I need to like write up a summary after I'm done writing because I like having my list of my genuine reactions where I'm like, blah, like, I don't know. I like, I think they're funny to read where they're just like, but. I think they're great. I think you've really got it. I okay. just am insane how much I love this book series. She is the madness. She oh, is the mossness. It's she so is the good. I could read it over and over again. <laughs> over and over. If and you I, have any doubt in her expertise, it's wild. <laughs> I really like it. Okay, everybody. We'll uh-huh. see you next week. Okay. 13 through 16. Love you so much. Read along with us. Bye. You've been listening to a pod of Mass and Methods. We're a sister podcast to Her Story on the Rocks, independently produced by 1986 Entertainment and proudly recorded in Baltimore, Maryland. Join us in the Massiverse by reading along each week. All of our contacts and socials are available on HerStoryOnTheRocks.com. See you next week.